Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this latest version of uh, Tales, Tales from Outer Space, where I take an HFY story from somewhere around the internet and read it aloud for your enjoyment. All the relevant links are down below. Like, subscribe, and all that YouTube comf to help this video and channel grow. Anyways, as always, I hope that you enjoy. I would just like to thank the following tier 5 patrons and channel members for supporting the channel. Fallen Angel. Buzz Kennington, Data Magnet, and Bob the Dragon. Thank you again, and now on to the story. A Quiet Place to Rest, written by Hicks Kem. Me, I'm not from around here. Davidson tapped his chip car on the receiver, ordering a drink. I'm just trying to make my way back towards harbor. No, any ships heading towards the other side. The bartender stood in front of him, cleaning a glass with his questionable rag and setting it beneath the tap. Other side of the system, there's a weekly transit heading out there tomorrow. It'll get as far as 79 outposts before it starts to loop back around. Need to book passage? Davidson smiled and shook his head. Not the other side of the system, sadly. The barkeep nodded solemnly. I got it. You're one of them long haulers, right? Looking to make it across the sector. You're still probably better off taking a weekly and then picking up one of the cryostasis out of 79. I think another one's probably due to leave there in the next month. I'm sure a big guy like you could find gainful employment on S9 in the interim. They're always looking for more labor to help finish out the expansion. He placed a full glass on the bar. Davidson took it and sighed. Oh, I'm looking to get up to the other side of the galaxy. Back home! To Earth. The bartender stopped cleaning the latest glass in the line. Earth? Never heard of it. Uh, they're one of those frontier backwaters or something. Davidson took a sip from his glass, his eyes drifting towards the ceiling in recollection. It's the most beautiful planet in the galaxy. It's where my people are from. There's an old, static image from the ancients of my people. One of the earliest images to capture our entire planet at once. And it's just hanging on a sunbeam in the emptiness of space, shining like this magnificent little blue gemstone. Blue, huh? Cobalt-based surface, huh? Those are tough bastards to eke out a living on. I hear, but um, uh, I guess they're pretty in their own way. Davidson shook his head. No barkeep. It's about 70% water. Bullcrap. Davidson chuckled as the word skipped on the translator. A barkeep who'd never heard of Earth and had clearly never met a human had nonetheless picked up the correctly used bullcrap. I'm serious. 70% and green too on the surface, under the water, everywhere you look. There's life on the planet. And did you know the Galactic Federation has the goal, the freaking nerve, to call Earth a Class 11 death world? He drained his glass in one deep gulp. Yes, they're not wrong, in a manner of speaking. So, uh, how'd you get out this far? You one of them generational ship descendants, hmm? You know, the planet finally achieves spaceflight and manages to build a ship big enough to get themselves off the world and stretch out into the stars. Then, the first generation of folks in the ship die off, and their offspring take over. And before they know it, they've all forgotten where they're from, 
or where they're going. No, I'm not a generational ship descendant. I came from Earth. The bartender laughed. Now that's definitely bullshit. Ain't no ship fast enough to cross the expanse in their sapient's lifetime, even with the best cryo. Davidson's smile left his face, and years of weariness returned to the lines around his eyes. His wristwatch chirped at him, three quick beeps. He glanced down at it and sighed. It's no bullcrap, but I think now's not the best time to explain. He tossed the chip card across the bar. That's uh, for the damages. The bartender caught the card as it slid off the other end and looked back up. What damages? You only had one drink. A flash of red ripped through the bar, tearing chunks of the table and chairs off before slamming into Davidson's chest. He fell to the floor, landing hard on his back. Three vaguely mantis-like creatures leapt over the bar, ignoring the frantic shouts of the bartender, and landed beside Davidson's still form. His eyes were open, but motionless. I think that did it. Look! There's no life in his eyes. I hear you can always see life in their eyes. Clicking in agreement, the trio threw their weapons across their backs and strapped them tight. Davidson lunged upwards, grabbed an arm of the nearest and yanked it down while throwing his leg up into its thorax. With a sickening crunch, the arm came free, spraying Ickle across the other two. Another moment later, Davidson had his hands on the weapon still strapped to the creature and had fired two precise shots to the remaining pair. He tossed the still-screaming first one aside like a ragdoll, silencing it at the bulkhead. I think I'll have another drink, if you don't mind, and uh, don't forget the damages. The bartender stood in shock. Less than 60 seconds had passed since the wristwatch had beeped an alert. And now his bar was half destroyed. Three men to die were dead or dying, and an alien from the other side of the galaxy was standing there like it was all a mundane thing, asking for a second drink. What the hell are you? Human from Earth. Please, barkeep, ring up the value of the bar and tap the chip card. I said I'd pay for the damages, and I meant it. The bartender found his senses and did as instructed. Those Mant and I all have guild sigils. They're bounty hunters. You got a bounty on you? I do. Feeling lucky. The chip card chimed in successive transaction. Well, this chip card shows a remaining balance I ain't never imagined before. So, I feel like my luck's about reached its limit. He set another glass down on the half-ruined tabletop. Bartenders are the smartest profession. I've always believed that. Davidson raised his glass and nodded before taking another drink. The bartender tapped on a nearby panel, summoning up the cleaning drones to clear away the mess. A highly computerized voice spoke up. Greetings, Proprietra. Recent transaction activities indicate you may qualify for platinum-level nanite enhanced remodeling and restoration. Why settle for good enough when you can have the very best? The bartender looked puzzled. The how? he pondered aloud. Ah, that's probably me and my card. Uh, sorry. Davidson leaned towards the panel and spoke as clearly as he could through a rapidly metabolizing third drink. 
Nanite restoration approved. Charge to Davidson 1337N00Beta. The panel glowed green for a moment, then went dark. Within seconds, a pale grey haze filled the bar. The bartender watched in a mix of fear and awe as the fragments of his establishment were seamlessly knitted back together for what he assumed were the repair nanites. Shortly afterwards, he stood in a clean, shining bar that looked just like it had within the day he opened it. Davidson sat at the bar, scratching his teeth. God, I hate these new generations of nanites. They don't have any concept of boundaries. My teeth aren't part of the bar. They're just in the bar. The bartender slid the chip card back across to Davidson. Look, uh, I appreciate you doing that and for offering to pay for the damages before they even happened. Uh, what the hell is going on here? There's a bounty on my head. The best and brightest and deadliest the guild has to offer has been hunting me down for years now. It's a little arms race we have going, me and them. An arms race between a single sapient and the whole BHG. How's that work? They keep trying to kill me, I keep trying to survive them. We both develop better tactics and technologies in the process. He took another swig, Harvey drink. Oh, and it makes me rich as hell too. Uh, any of the hunters has to pay a fee to get access to the contract. So, um, as more hunters fail to kill me, the more valuable the contract on my head becomes. Wait, how does that make you rich? They're buying into the contract, and the person who put out the contract can recoup a percentage of the buy-ins, even beyond their own initial investment. Wait, the person who put out the contract? You put out the contract on yourself? Uh, yep. Why the hell would you do a thing like that? Same reason I want to go back to Earth. The hell does that mean? Davidson smiled. Well, um, you know how I mentioned that the Galactic Federation called my little gem of a homeworld a Class 11 death world? I do. Until shortly afterwards, that was the most unbelievable thing of the evening. Well, uh, turns out that they weren't wrong about it just not in the way that I think any of my people were really expecting. See, uh, there are all kinds of stuff on Earth that'll kill a human. Hell, our parents star, so she puts out ionizing radiation all day long, and that rips through our DNA, causing mutations that, uh, in the right collection of random events, gives us cancer and kills us. We've got viruses aplenty, all trying their damnedest to murder every single one of us. We've got native flora and fauna that try to kill us on the regular. Mountain cedar, you ever heard of it? It's a tree. It just stands there drinking up photons and water and carbon dioxide, churning out pollution that makes us wish that we were dead. Hell, we've got fecking Australia. As though somehow our little planet decided we needed a hard-mode version of wildlife. Everything, and I mean everything, on that planet of ours wants to, and sometimes can, kill all of us. He stared at the bottom of his glass. I never thought I'd miss living under the constant threat of death until I came out here into the black... Turns out that constant threat of death is the only real spice of life. 
Out here? Nothing. There's no ionizing radiation out here. No human being will ever die of cancer sailing between the stars. We're just immune. Viruses? How? My white blood cells could probably wreck an entire planetary ecosystem if they weren't safely locked inside me. And wildlife? He gestured over his shoulder to the last fading remnants of the mantonite corpses as the nanites finished dismantling them. Nothing out here can get us, it seems. He stared at the bottom of his glass a little longer. The bartender knew his tradecraft well enough to let him sit in silence. That's why I put the contract out myself. I am so tired. I've been alive for way too long. No human was ever supposed to be alive for this long. Not even close. So I'll either get home and die of old age, like I always dreamed, or I'll die trying to get there. But I am so tired. Any form of death will be like finally going to sleep of the longest day of my life. The bartender quietly replaced the empty glass with another full one. So why stop those hunters then? Why not just let them kill you? Davidson glared for a moment, and the bartender felt an ancient chill run down his spine. An old, genetic memory of a time long past when predators were something his own species had to fear. Because, barkeep, I may want to die, but I'm not going to die to three fucking cockroaches unless they're earth cockroaches. He drained the last of the drink and waved off the incoming refill. I see, said the bartender. Do you mind if I ask how long you've been alive? Three rotations. That's, um... Hold on. If you're gonna do the math, I'll save you the trouble. I was there, me, personally, at the fall of the Godean Empire. I watched as the Andros supernova ripped apart the entire Andrasi homeworld. I was there at the end of the Terran Empire. I'm from what you know as ancient history. I was halfway across the galaxy before your species even figured out the wheel, let alone now when you have an orbital platform around Class Three Pulsar. He breathed a ragged breath as the reality of it settled on him, like a weight that he'd almost grown numb to. I am tired, barkeeper. I am looking for the same thing every one of my people ultimately searches for. A quiet place to rest. Davidson tapped the chip card on the reader one more time, stood up, and left the bar just as the latest shift of laborers began to trickle in. He moved through the corridors towards the docking bays, idly glancing at the departure screens. Maybe one of these ships was going towards the galactic core. Moving forward would at least get him closer to home, closer to rest. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this video. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you do, please consider supporting the author, even by popping over and leaving a thumbs up or a nice comment just to show your appreciation for the story. However, if you wish to support this channel, there are links down below which will help immensely. I will see you all in the next one. 
And until then, I hope that you have a fantastic day. Cheers.